0: to help you live a maximized life. For more information, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Here's Dr. Leanne.
1: Good morning. Thanks for joining. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or you can check us out online, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Today, today we are talking about friend or foe, helpful or harmful. We're going to talk about the Theragun. We are going to talk about inversion tables. And we are going to talk about massage. What got me thinking about this is recently I was at the Dave Ramsey event. We were one of the sponsors. And one of the Dave Ramsey team members and I got to talk. And we were chatting for a while and I said, you know, I'm a holistic chiropractor. We look at getting to the root cause. And he, he said, um, I go and see a chiropractor and I love him. And I was asking him some questions and he asked some questions back. And so some of you was talking about his IT band problem and this Theragun that he bought and if he was using it right and what I thought about inversion tables. And I thought, you know, we're asked that so many times in the office that I thought, what a good radio show. Which I thought was interesting because he, his position with the Ramsey team, was part of radio. And So I said, I thank you for giving me content for my next, for my next show. But it was one where I, you know we were talking about getting to the root cause of the problem, and so oftentimes what I find as more of these palliative therapies. Don't necessarily get down to the root cause, and I said, Hey, you know, I asked him some very specific key questions, which I'll tell you what they are, you know, as we go through. And um, they weren't answered necessarily the best. And so, in a good, better, best scenario, I said, I I bet you there's probably some someone like a chiropractor that's more in line and congruent. And I and we found an office that was just that, and it was about 15 20 minutes out of his way, and he's like, Well. I really he said I really I really don't I really like my guy and I was like okay well let, let's look him up like maybe he's doing the stuff we just don't know about it. I said what's his name and he's like ah, I don't know <laughs> I was like, so you haven't really been seeing him like I mean I see my dentist what a couple times a year and I know her name and we just kind of had a laugh. So I thought, what a great aspect to be able to walk through more of this on a scale of pros and cons, some counterindications of doing these things, but just inevitably what their goal is versus more so our goal in our office at Greenwood Family Chiropractic our goal we look at the five essentials max mind nutrition oxygen detoxification but most importantly it's nervous system it's what controls every cell organ and tissue it's what there every muscle you have has a nerve innervation that comes from the spine so just that aspect of really being able to get to causation that is one of the reasons why at our office at Greenwood Family Chiropractic where patients might have seen chiropractors for one or two times, one or two weeks, months, or one or two decades, where ordinary medicine and chiropractic have failed, it is often where they will see more benefit or results with our office, and it's because what we do is just different. So I wanna dive down a little bit deeper and be able to give you some knowledge, but before that, we have some news. Dr.
0: Leanne's Health News. Some studies suggest that too much sugar can literally mess with the brain. Health News now, one of the world's most commonly prescribed medications. Maybe. Today, the average American consumes 22 teaspoons of sugar Protesters a day. Protesters say they just should not be forced to get this shot, not by the government.
1: So for today's Health in the News... Kids under 5 aren't getting their greens, but they are drinking sugary drinks. New CDC report says. So children under 5 in the US are missing out on vital nutrition by drinking sugary drinks and passing up fruits and vegetables, a new report from the US Center for Disease Control and Prevention say. Researchers surveyed the parents of more than 18,000 kids ages 1 to 5 in 2021, asking them how many times the child ate fruit, the number of vegetables eaten, and the number of sugary-sweetened beverages consumed in the preceding week. The findings were published in the CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report on Thursday. I, f- I feel like if uh, it's really telling that if it was published in Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report, it probably wouldn't be because they're eating too many fruits and vegetables. <laughs> The parents report that almost half of kids did not eat a vegetable every day and about a third did not eat a fruit every day. More than half of the kids, 57%, drink at least one sugar-sweetened beverage that week. The researchers found that a one-year-old is more likely to to eat a fruit or a vegetable every day and less likely to have a sugary drink than older kids in that age group. Findings varied by state, though, according to Heather Hamner, senior author of the study and the senior health scientist at the CDC, quote, this is the first time we've had a state level estimate on these behaviors, she said. It's a good time to think about the programs and policies that the state have in place in areas where we can contribute to work and improve to make the nutrition environment the best it can be for our young children. More than half of the kids in 40 states, plus Washington, D.C., had drank a sugar-sweetened beverage in the preceding week. Mississippi had the highest rate of children drinking at least one sugar-sweetened beverage in the preceding week at 80%, while Maine had the lowest consumption at 38.6%, so 39%. That's still a third, over a third. When it came to vegetables, the report also found that over half of kids in 20 states did not eat a vegetable every single day during the preceding week. Parents in Louisiana reported that nearly three in five children did not eat a daily vegetable. There were similar findings for fruit with nearly half of children in Louisiana not eating a fruit every day. Vermont reported the highest rate of fruits and vegetable consumptions. That's interesting. Um, So increasing intake. Young children need specific nutrients from a diet rich in fruits and vegetables sup- to support their development. Children aged 2 and 3 should have at least a cup of fruit and a vegetable every day, while kids 4 to 8 need one and a half cups every day. Limiting reducing the beverage high, higher in added sugar, including sugar-sweetened beverages, is important because added sugars are associated with the increased risk of diabetes, dental carriers, diabetes, and cardiovascular disease. The key to increasing fruits and vegetable intake among children under five is in the hands of their parents, right? We found that it can take up to 10 times for a child to try a new food before they like it. Continuing to try and expose young children to a wide variety of fruits and vegetables is an important piece. It also helps if they're offered variety of taste and textures of food so children can boost their intake and better understand what they prefer. Uh, they say parents shouldn't be tied to fresh, canned or frozen are great options. I, I think it's kind of where you're at. So basically, it said creating these healthy behaviors, that's going to set them up uh, as they go into adolescence and adulthood. So I thought it was interesting, though not necessarily surprising, unfortunately. What's interesting, I was having a chat with a new mom recently and her, uh, newest baby is about six seven months old so just starting to kind of dabble in more of the um, solid foods i.e purees and what i thought was so interesting is i was telling him and by by no means what i say is right uh but from my experience you know decade and a half uh of being a doctor less time actively being a mom What I have found is that most of the store bought purees, the first ingredient is a fruit. So what's happening is that we have these babies who we give peas, but peas is like the sixth ingredient. It's like apples, bananas, water, this, and then peas, you know, and then it's like green beans, but it's not usually just green beans. It's all the other things the way that we process it, and then we give that to them for months and months and months. So it's bland. It's not seasoned. It's the same texture, and the forward front taste is sugar. It's glucose, which glucose actually has been more linked to diabetes than sucrose or glucose. So we have this aspect where we're like, we are giving, We're, in my opinion, we are setting these kids up for failure. And when I tell you that it was important to me so I made time for it, not money. Because I do believe that making my kids baby food was cheaper than buying it when I looked at how I would buy organic and bulk and cook it. So obviously without teeth, the younger that they were, the more thin the puree we would put in there. But I would add flavors, albeit uh, broth or seasoning, right? Like... (laughs) <laughs> how crazy was it that, you know, I'd make green beans and I'd put a good healthy fat. I put a pinch of uh, pink Himalayan sea salt and I put garlic in there. Like it was a flavor every time. So I would do a big batch, you know, so I'd steam, you know, two or three pounds of green beans, freeze them in individual the silicone ice cube trays. And then I was as I would run out the next batch of green beans that I would make, I would make a little bit thicker with a bit more texture and a bit more flavor And so it's made it so my kids will ask for they love peas, they love green beans, Uh, depends on the day if they're fans of broccoli, they love carrots, my five-year-old loves peppers, Um, yellow, red, orange, I slice them up, put them in their lunch. Cucumbers, kids can eat cucumbers, like a boss, avocado, all the, like, they like vegetables. And I truly believe that part of it, green juice, like what kid likes green? My kids like green juice. I also agree that if you don't expose kids to them, you know, we put a vegetable on their plate. They have a vegetable for every lunch. They have a vegetable, one or two vegetables for every lunch and dinner. Now, that's, they're like, mom, I don't like the Brussels sprouts. And I say, okay, well, then you can have the green beans. And sure, like you have to try it. And if you don't like it, that's okay. I'm not making something else. But you're gonna eat the other vegetable that's on there. And it's made it so that they really do truly now don't get me wrong. Kids still love the pizza. (laughs) But it's so cool to see them like my kids, for example, love sardines. And why? Because they're exposed to sardines. Because I eat sardines. I had a picture of a one of my kids, probably no more than like two, taking big bites out of my salad. Loved it. Part of me is like, I would like to finish eating my own salad. Um, and they were just eating it all up. But that's just kind of the aspect when you're like, it's here, it's readily available. And when you don't feed them the sugary stuff, there is actually texture, there's flavor. We don't get caught into this. Like we'll only have cereal, macaroni and cheese, And a peanut butter and jelly. You know, we get caught in this, like, this is all that I eat. But you've got to step outside because we're setting our kids up for failure because then they don't eat it as kids. Then they don't eat it as teenagers. Then they don't eat it as adults. Then we can't figure out why the rates, again, of obesity, of heart disease, of type 2 diabetes, are so incredibly high and it's one where you think that these kids are immune to it well they don't really need to eat it they're only one but yet somehow we'll give them like an ice cream or a shake or a soda <laughs> but we're not we're not more strict about what they eat from a fruit and vegetable standpoint like it's just it's one that as parents we lead by example but it has to be there and present for them so it's just one more fruits and more vegetables now when we come back Theragun. Is there bad that may come from percussion massage? We'll talk next.
0: You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Hear full shows on the podcast link at Freedom95.us. Here's Doctor Leanne. This is my This is my
1: You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or check us out online, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com, that's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com, to schedule your initial exam consultation. Today we are talking friend or foe, helpful or harmful. We're going to talk about Theragun, so kind of that massage guns. We're going to talk about inversion tables, as well as massage. Now again, what got me started is I was talking to a gentleman at the Ramsey, the Dave Ramsey event we were at previously, and he was talking about how he had this IT band problem and he's like yes I have this IT band problem so I've been doing all this Theragun he was really into pickleball he said did you ever heard of, have you ever heard of pickleball and I said do you think I live under a rock <laughs> like, who hasn't heard of pickleball anymore um, but I said give me some time and I'm going to explain to you why your IT band tightness is not actually the cause of the problem it's a symptom and he said Hmm. It's like, yep, yeah. Our goal is to always get down to the root cause of the problem. So often, where I see that ordinary medicine and chiropractic fail, is from the sheer point that they are not addressing the cause of the problem, which is sometimes hard for people to understand. In The moment, if they feel the pain in a certain area, that that pain wouldn't be the cause of the problem. Let me help you explain. The IT band is a band that kind of runs through the outer portion of your leg. It originates on your pelvis and attaches on your knee. And so what happens is when it's tight, we think, oh gosh, I'm going to loosen it up. And we do it with like a theragone or massage or most of the time inversion obviously is more designed for uh, spine related issues. But we just like hammer it home, which is, it's fine. But what happens is, is if your pelvis, which is where that IT band originates, rotates, it's going to change the length of the it band and it'll shift the attachment point on the knee and so we can keep doing the we can keep doing the theragun and like massaging and trying to stretch and all the things but if the origination point is still shifted then it's not going to change trying to think of a good example it's like a rubber band almost right like, if you have a rubber band and you stretch two points and then you rotate it, right, like you have them in your fingers and then you rotate one hand, it's going to be twisted. Well, you can do all the things you want to the rubber band, but unless you untwist that finger, then that rubber band's still going to be twisted and rotated. Similarly, is that when we go through, like so many times, we're not getting to the cause of the problem. So more so when we talk about Theragun. So again, if you haven't heard about it, basically, it's percussion massage, So it's this, um, like, gun, if you will, that looks at just hitting the muscle bed really hard. Now there there can be some benefits to it, right? It relaxes the muscle. So let's say you let's use an applicable example for most people. Let's say your shoulders are really tight. Right? Like, oh, it's just where I carry my stress. Hi, I just want to let you know I can have a very stressful time in my life, but I don't have that same shoulder tension. Why? Something else underlying is going on. And so, what we do is we say, hey, well, how do we adjust? Like, how do we work on this muscle? And you're like, let's get this massager gun and beat out the muscle tension. It's basically what it's doing, it's progression. But like what's causing that? And you're like, oh, stress. I slept funny. I did this. I did that. And you're like, why, why can all of these people do that same thing and they don't have that same problem? And the answer is because there's something else underlying going on. Same thing. Lower back. Oh, I bent over to tie my shoe and my back went out and the muscles are spasmed. Those muscles are spasmed for a reason. It's not because you bent over to tie your shoe that the muscle spasm. The muscle spasm. Muscle spasm is your body's greatest defense mechanism. Every muscle you have has a nerve innervation. So biceps, right? Your arms, like Popeye muscles, those are your biceps. That comes from C6, which is the base of the neck. So if you, on your neck, kind of run your hand over the base of your neck, you'll feel a bump. If you go up one to two vertebrae, just depending on the person, that is C6. Those are the ones that go to your biceps, which are on the front. The triceps, which are on the back of your arm. Um, Triceps, like if you were to wave and say, you know, hey, and it kind of flaps. Call that the bingo arm. Bingo. That's your tricep, right? That has a muscle innervation. Same thing, lower limbs, right? So your quadriceps, the front part of your thighs, Um, your calves, your gastrocnemius, that's the actual name, the medical name for your calf muscles. Those all have nerve innervations that come from your lower back. People will understand this. If you've ever gone to the doctor and you're sitting on the edge of the table and they say, okay, we're just going to do a couple exam techniques. Put your arms out. And they're going to push on your arms. They're going to pull up. They say, resist my movements. They're going to say, rotate your hands in, rotate your hands out. Right? What they're actually testing for is muscle weakness, same thing on the, f- the feet, right? They'll say, kick out, pull back, push your foot down, pull your foot up, rotate in, rotate out. All of those tests are actually neurological tests. They test for muscle weakness, and you would have that muscle weakness because if there's damage on the nerve that goes up to the muscle, it can show muscle weakness in that test, In the same regard, it can also do muscle spasm. So anytime you put pressure on the nerve, oftentimes that nerve is going to respond. And so we have this muscle spasm. We're like, oh my gosh, relax the muscle. Relax the muscle. But all the while, I can't help but think as a practitioner, you know, most of the time, most of the time, there's damage on the nerve that went out to the muscle. One example that I'll often give is Peyton Manning. Right, He has tricep atrophy. He wrote dozens of articles talking about how he suffered with tricep atrophy before he retired. Well, most people may or may not know, he also had three surgical fusions to the base of his neck. So C6, C7, those are the nerve roots that go out to innervate the tricep. So like, oh, you just couldn't build muscle? It was just weak and atrophied while you were in the NFL? And the answer is no. The problem is you had damage on the nerve that went out to the muscle. It's not a muscle problem. It's a nerve that goes out to the muscle problem. So so oftentimes what we're doing is we're trying to address the underlying cause of the muscle. This must be a muscle problem. Another great example. I had a family member who was in for one of my kiddos' birthdays here recently. And she is also a big uh, pickleball enthusiast. And so she lives in a different state. And she saw another chiropractor and she was like, she just twisted or she went to go lunge for a ball and her lower back started to spasm, right? So she went like leaned enough to put enough pressure on the nerves. Those nerves go out to serve vital organ systems and the lower back, digestion, reproduction, bowel, bladder, and prostate. That The body says, hey, how do I protect this? There's pressure and damage on the nerve. How do I protect this? And so what happens is that it spasms the muscle. (laughs) is frustrating so she goes in and sees her chiropractor not around local she lives in a different state and she said hey I was doing this and I hurt my back playing pickleball and that chiropractor said hey I'm not comfortable adjusting that today so why don't we just adjust your neck and you can come back and see how you do afterwards she said the second time she was like no I want you after this happened she didn't feel better not that you always immediately feel better but she came back and was like hey I really need you to adjust my low back and she was like um okay you know and it's I feel as if sometimes chiropractors are trepidatious about that thing because they don't have the knowledge on how to treat it appropriately right if you don't come in with no pain how do I adjust you when you're like you still have to get to the root cause of the problem. The cause of the problem and why those muscles are spasming is you had damage on the nerve root that went out to the muscle. That's why so oftentimes I'll ask an individual, how did this happen? Like what was happening? And they're like, I was driving down to Florida, right? And you're like, Go, oh. you exacerbated an underlying, right? The the easy parts are I fall I fell off the ladder. I was in a motor vehicle accident. Those are the easy things. The small, repetitive micro traumas are the harder ones. So that's one where I always think about, like, "Hey, my neck is really tight. I'm gonna get this there gun." Hey, my lower back is really tight. I'm gonna get this there gun. All all things great, but just know the reason why that neck muscle is spasmed. The reason why your lower back is spasmed is not because a lack of percussion massage, right? Like. Just like your lower back pain isn't a lack of Tylenol or a lack of ibuprofen, there is a cause to your problem. And so if you don't have a doctor, if you don't have a practitioner who is actively looking on how to get down to the cause of the problem, then that's oftentimes where people feel like they're just kind of chasing their tail. People come in and say, I got adjusted, but when my back hurt, they didn't adjust that segment, right? Or you could say, hey, gosh, I have an IT band problem. And they're like, oh, let's adjust your knee or let's do some e-stim, right? Where they like put the pads on and they stimulate. Or they might say, hey, let's do some massage or let's do the percussion gun massager that we look at. But again, it's, you know, your pelvis is rotated, and not because it's it's a true pelvic rotation component. Well, if your doctor is not actively trying to correct the cause of the problem, looking at if they need to do follow-up x-rays, and that's what she had said. I said, well, when was the last time? She said, well, I got x-rays the very first time I got in, but never again. And I said, "Do you, what do you feel about that? Do you think that's normal to take x-rays once and then see you for a couple of years and never take them again? Like, what does, what does your heart feel? What does your brain say? And uh, this family member is very outspoken. Uh, And she goes, I think it's odd. I think it's odd that they would take x-rays and then never do them again. And I said, it's just the difference on the technique that we use here at Greenwood Family Chiropractic versus some of the more standard pain-based. Ours at Greenwood Family Chiropractic, structural correction is a specialty right so we had to do more schooling we have more knowledge we are more confident when it comes to adjusting because of the additional training that we have it just i mean i i think about it like if i went to the doctor and i got labs drawn and there was something wrong with the labs and the doctor was seeing and treating me for years but he never did follow-up labs to see what that indication would look like. To me, that would be a bit of a red flag, right? Like you're treating me for something that you found on a diagnostic test, right? In that regard, it would be blood work, or maybe in a case of x-rays. Like you're treating me off of what you found, but then you're never reevaluating that. Right? Like you might say, Oh, just, oh, you were sort of like we'll adjust you different. And you're like, did my spine change or does it look the same like what is actively going on and that's where i feel like the average person is missing and and so when we look you know absolutely you can get adjusted but if your pelvis is still rotated and the origination point of that it band is still stressed you're still going to have problems with the it band no matter how much they're a gun you use for it right now if you're just tuning in you're listening to maximize your life i'm dr Leanne Schluter. So some precautions to use when it comes to Theraguns or percussion massagers. One is hypertension. Most people don't realize that with high blood pressure, that is controlled or uncontrolled. That would be a precaution that you should use and likely not utilize that. Osteopenia or osteoporosis. If you have ever used (laughs) those guns, you know that they're likely more aggressive And so if you have bone softening, the last thing you want to do is accidentally hit the bone and break it. (laughs) Pregnancy, just mostly because you can do nothing during pregnancy. Um, Obviously, baby. Diabetes, varicose veins. If you're having abnormal sensation, oftentimes, like if there is a disc bulge or herniation, you don't want to vibrate it. You don't want to hit around it. Um, Scoliosis or spinal deformities you know, most people say, I don't know, I had a scoliosis. Well, that's why we take x-rays in the office, because it gives us an objective finding to figure out what those problems look like. I will say in the last, um, I don't know, maybe five years, people are less hesitant to get x-rays. And maybe that's because we're just explaining it better. But it's a diagnostic tool, it's not something that we don't, we are very responsible about x-rays and how they're taken, but if someone has had a problem that's been going on for months, if they have radiculopathy, if they have any paresthesia or numbness or tingling, those are ones where, you know what a good doctor would do? They would use a diagnostic tool to be able to find what's causing the problem. But so oftentimes, doctors don't want to take that. One, they don't want to pay for the original x-ray machine. Totally get that. It's very expensive. But that's like me saying, hey, I don't feel good. I go to the medical doctor and they say, let's throw some random medication at it. And you're like, well, what's wrong? And they're like, we don't really know. They're like, well, could you just do blood and tell me? Well, we could, but it might cost you $100. And you're like, but I could spend that $100. And you could be very precise and very specific and what my problem is to make sure that I get better faster? And you're like, yeah. Like, why wouldn't you do that? And that's the same regards with x-rays. If they are needed, why wouldn't you do them so that you can see exactly what's going on? I had a pediatric patient who started with the presentation of migraines. He was a patient years before. He had fallen off, came back about two or three weeks ago after not being seeing seeing him for three years. He's like seven or eight inches taller. And what was not, present before which was a scoliosis was you know you're like well how do you find that and you're like x-rays if you have the ability to be very specific about what you do and give the best patient care why would you not you know and the answer is because it, it takes more energy it takes more resources it takes more time so uh again contraindications so things that you should not do uh, deep vein thrombosis, um, acute or severe cardiac liver or kidney disease, you should not be using the Theragun. And I feel like because there's not a disclaimer that comes, probably a lot of people who shouldn't be using it are currently using it. Any bleeding disorders, if you're on a blood thinner, um, neurological conditions that result in loss or altered sensation. Um Obviously, don't put it on your eyes. Don't put it on your throat. Um, Again, scoliosis or spinal deformities, you would know because of x-rays. If you have a pacemaker, if you have a history of embolism, those are all ones that you should not. Connective tissue disorders, peripheral or vascular insufficiency or disease, medication that thin or alter um, the blood, thin the blood or alter sensations, Um, the obvious ones don't do it over your eye. (laughs) Anyone can buy these. You just have to make sure. And so again, it's just, again, epilepsy, cardiac stimulator, like a pacemaker, any sort of implant or defibrillator. But again, it's figuring out like why, why are those muscles sore? You're giving it palliative stuff, right? So, and again, if you don't know about kind of, They use palliative, it's oftentimes used in like hospice-based care, but really palliative care is just a um, interdisciplinary approach, like caregiving approach to optimize quality of life, mitigate suffering. Um, So it's basically symptom-based care, right? Like most of the time they know what the causation is when you're in hospice and their job is just to manage symptoms. So the more that we can actually get down to what's causing the problem in something, in an in instance like this, that it isn't necessarily as serious of an illness like Parkinson's disease, cancer, dementia, right? We're not talking about that sort of palliative care. We're talking about more pain-based palliative care. So it just, you got to get down to the root cause. And unfortunately, the Theraguns do a great job of just addressing the symptoms. Now, when we return, what about... The dangers of inversion table we'll talk next
0: you're listening to maximize your life with dr leanne we're online with life-changing results and success stories at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com you're listening to maximize your life with dr leanne hear full shows on the podcast link at freedom95.us here's dr leanne
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or you can always check us out online, GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. That is GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com to get scheduled for your initial exam consultation. Today, we are talking about some therapies. Theraguns, inversion tables, massage, friend or foe, helpful or harmful. (laughs) Now, you know, I think it's just, it's not necessarily all bad, but I I feel as if we use it in replacement to get down to the cause. Now, if you want to do it in conjunction with People always ask me all the time, do you do massage in your office? I say, I think it's wonderful, but we don't do it, which is confusing to people because they say, if you think it's so wonderful, then why aren't you doing it? And because my answer is still, I still don't believe it gets down to the root cause of the problem. And so sometimes that's a little bit confusing to people, but but here's why. When we talk about like root cause, there is a reason why your muscles are spasming. And it could be dehydration. It could be because you have damage on the nerves, you, you have subluxation, you have degenerative disc disease, you have a scoliosis. And if a doctor hasn't addressed that, or hasn't looked for that, then that's something that you should address. And so I always tell people, I always think you should get a massage because you deserve it, not because you need it to function. And so it it's 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 great. Massage is great, but why is the muscle spasm? Why is your neck tight? And no, it's not from stress. They're just like I cannot tell you how much money people would have saved when they're like, oh my gosh, my back hurts because of the mattress. But then they get a new mattress and their back still hurts. They say, oh my gosh, my neck hurts because of the pillow. But then they get a new pillow and their neck still hurts because. Those things are just exacerbating the underlying cause of the problem. At Greenwood Family Chiropractic, that's always our goal is why is no one actively looking for and searching the root cause of your problem? Right? Another example, I had a patient who came in um, that was really, really tight, had some muscle spasm. So not a problem, went through, went and everything. And she said, hey, I went to the ER because I thought it might have been kidney stones they said there's nothing, all my labs were fine. That was a verbiage she used. All my labs were fine. I said, well, just let, lo- I would love to look at them and just kind of see, like, let me, let me see what they think. So I did. And she had probably eight lab values that were out of range. <gasps> and I was like, well, that is not everything looks great. But they just, they were in the ED and I'm sure they didn't want to address the, Lab value. So it's just, and we found out that, hey, she was likely anemic. And um, is secondary to anemia is that it's harder for the body to um, absorb and utilize electrolytes. So oftentimes you'll see sodium and potassium that's low. That's what your body needs to help with the hydration gradient. And so it looked like she was dehydrated, even though she was drinking 100 ounces. And this is where people were like, oh, you're probably drinking too much and you're diluting, but she wasn't, right? And it was like, well, I could just say, "Oh, you drink more." She's like, "I, I physically drink 100 to 120 ounces of water." Now, sometimes people lie and tell me that. I know this patient, and I know she was being truthful about it. Had a really awesome, clean diet, exercise on a daily basis, and so you're like, "Why?" Because no practitioner is actively looking to get to the cause of the problem. The emergency room when she went in and had her labs done said uh, everything is within, everything looks normal, and, but like it doesn't though. You know, so why don't they address it? Well, because it's a conversation they didn't want to dig down deep into. Find someone who's willing to get down to the root cause. That's the same problem I see with inversion, right? If there's pressure on the nerve, that's why people might see some short-term relief. But the problem is that often inversion table poses risk of pulling muscles. Um, if you have increased blood pressure, you are not a can't. You should not be a candidate. Inversion table is really dangerous for anyone with a heart condition. So a study was performed by an ophthalmologist, Valerie, uh, oh that's a Uh of Howard University College of Medicine, shows that quote inversion therapy can be associated with the development of inferior retinal detachment. Right, like, <laughs> um, like circulation problems. It shouldn't be done. Glaucoma, hypertension. Um, they found that individuals causes pressure on the lungs, so ailment of our organs isn't random at all. Um, it doesn't allow inversion when you hang upside down. Um, doesn't allow for your lungs to absorb uh sufficient oxygen since the space they're working in becomes limited. Why does it? Because your intestines take that um diaphragm and shove your lungs up. Pregnant women will know it's somewhat but different, right? Um, another one they found that even even two minutes of inversion uh, can impact systolic and diastolic blood pressure. And again, what's happening is you're opening up those spaces, but then you're putting it right back down in the same wrong position it was at beforehand. Again, there's a surge in intraocular pressure, which is one of the um, reasons why it increases eye and retinal artery pressure, which is why you are not a candidate if you have a possibility of detachment. I feel like If you are diabetic or you have ever been a diabetic, this is another one that you shouldn't do because of circulation and the likelihood of vitreous detachment or retinal detachment that comes with that. And all the while, you're like, hey, we're actively in our office, our corrective office, we're actively looking on putting in the curvatures where what's happening with that inversion table is you're working on pulling out the curve, which if you pull out the curve and you lose that curvature, it puts more stress and pressure on the discs um, and it increases the rate of degeneration, which is oftentimes the whole reason why people are having this pain to begin with. And so I know that a lot of doctors recommend inversion therapy and again, the, my only thought process of why is because it's likely not actively looking on getting to the root cause of the problem. Guys, if you don't have someone who is talking to you and doing pre and post films, right? They do it once when you come in and never again. If you feel like you um, have re- reached the point where you've hit a plateau where you're not seeing the amount of change that you want to from your symptoms, it is one that or, you know, <laughs> I was, again, we went to, the, we were sponsors for the Ramsey event year a uh, couple weeks, whatever, back. And I was talking with a gentleman and he said, he's like, oh, you're a chiropractor. He said, chiropractors won't even touch me. And I said, I think that's probably best because at least they're knowledgeable enough to know that they don't have the knowledge and they're more fearful of helping you. But that being said, Surgical fusions, disectomies, laminectomies, degenerative disc disease, scoliosis, spondylolisthesis. Those are ones that are in our wheelhouse that we've had additional training and that we are masters at. Herniated discs, a girl at the gym whose husband has herniated discs, radiculopathy, sciatic down his leg, can barely move, isn't sleeping. Um, and you're just looking at, like, why? Why? Because something's going on from a structural component. It takes 2,000 abnormal movements to herniate a disc, which is why sometimes it's doing something and other times it's literally just bending over to pick your socks up off the floor and you herniate a disc. Why? Because it wasn't the weight of the socks. It was because it was that movement that put enough stress and pressure on the disc that caused it. Well, you can clip out the disc. You can put fusions in there. But if you're not addressing the structural discrepancy, it's going to happen again somewhere else. You know, you have to have someone who's actively looking at it and figure out what does that look like from a health standpoint moving forward. So if that is you or someone, you know, and you've been working on those things and you haven't seen the movement that you need to, now is the point you need to come in. Now is the time. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853. Or you can just hop online to schedule an appointment greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com that's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation so I look forward to meeting you in the office it was so great to see everyone out at the Ramsey event previously and I look forward to meeting you in the office again 317-893-2853 greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com look forward to next week but always remember that your power is on